everyone. This is Tom Salemi of Device Talks. Welcome to our newest podcast, Striker Talks. Few companies in the medical device industry touch the entire spectrum of healthcare like Striker. From accident scenes to ERs, from ORs to patient rooms, Striker delivers the supplies, tools, and devices used to provide patients with the highest quality of care. In this podcast, we'll talk with the company's leaders to gain a better understanding of how innovation, new technologies, and teamwork will further Striker's mission. Let's go. Hey everyone, this is Tom Salemi of Device Talks. Welcome back to the Striker Talks podcast. This is episode two, and I'm thrilled to bring you an interview I did with Jessica Matheson. Jessica Matheson is the Vice President and General Manager of Acute Care at Striker, And we talked about a lot of very important issues, about the pressure being put upon healthcare workers, specifically nurses, about how Striker is working to alleviate some of those pressures and to provide them the help they need. They're doing that through some of the traditional products, including something that sounds as simple as a hospital bed, but there's really so much more to it. But we also talked a great deal about Stryker's acquisition of Vocera and how its communication technology and software fits into Stryker's offerings. So uh, it's a great conversation. Jessica was a lot of fun to talk to and uh, clearly is a believer in Stryker's mission. So very happy to bring you this conversation with Jessica. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. I'm here with John Basham. John's the Director of Engineering at Command Medical Products. John, tell us about Command Medical. Command Medical is a contract manufacturer of single-use flexible disposable assemblies and finished devices for the U.S. medical industry. Although we're sold through the U.S., we also have products in use around the world in places like Australia, Japan, and the European Union. The company's been in business over 30 years. We're headquartered in Ormond Beach, Florida. We have manufacturing at our headquarters here in Ormond Beach, as well as low-cost manufacturing in Managua, Nicaragua, in a free trade zone just outside the airport. We'll hear more from John Basham a little later in the podcast. If you want more information right now about Command Medical, you can go to commandmedical.com. Well, Jessica Matheson, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tom. Thrilled to be here. Great to have you as our second guest on the Striker Talks podcast. And we've been talking about the acquisition of Acera in a few minutes and how it will sort of be integrated or how it's being integrated into Striker and uh, the acute care business that you lead. But before we get too far down that path, I'd love to understand how you found your way to MedTech. I think looking at your LinkedIn profile, Striker was your, your first job in the medical device industry, right? Yes, it sure was, Tom. Out of university, I actually spent seven years in the food service industry. I saw that. Cisco. Everyone knows everyone who's worked at a restaurant knows that brand. It's like, I know Cisco. (laughs) The Cisco boxes and the Cisco trucks. I I spent seven years at Cisco and it really was a a great company to work for, you know, right out of university. I was a sales rep there and then was a regional sales manager. And that's when I, I realized I had a passion and love for building teams and helping others develop and achieve goals. And during that time at Cisco, I spent a lot of time in hospitals. 
And that's when I gained exposure to Stryker. And I was always so impressed with their team members that I interacted with in the hospitals, their passion, their grit, their can-do attitude, and, and really their energy around making a difference in healthcare. And so I decided the minute I had the opportunity to interview for a role at Stryker, I was going to jump at it and, and had the opportunity, joined Stryker in 2008, was a sales representative, became a, a regional manager, and then had the opportunity to actually move from Texas to Canada and lead our Canadian sales and marketing functions for two years and wow. learn a healthcare system, which was an incredible opportunity. And uh, in 2008, moved to, to Michigan and I've been in this role now. It'll be three years in May. I always tell people uh, Stryker runs an incredible talent offense and, and I'm grateful that uh, I'm a product of that talent offense. That's terrific. What advice would you give to someone who is not in the metal device industry, but perhaps a few years in, they decide that's the direction they want to go? Uh, other, Obviously, you can make that transition easily enough, but what what sort of skill sets, if someone were asking you, how can I do what you did? What, what advice would you give our younger you? I would say to lean in and be curious and learn. And it's okay if you don't have all the answers, but find an organization that believes in talent and will help you grow and learn and give you opportunities to challenge yourself. But just acknowledging you don't have all the answers and and, and finding someone that um, will embrace you and, and teach you and mentor you is so important. That's terrific. So let's talk about your current position, your VP and GM of Acute Care at Stryker. What products and businesses does that cover? Yes, happy to do that. Actually. Our products, you know, our, our, the medical division, actually, if I take a step back and talk about the medical division really quickly, the medical division is one of the legacy divisions at Stryker. One of Dr. Homer Stryker's first invention was the wedge turning frame, the hospital bed. That's right. And, and so, so we're really proud to be one of the, the legacy divisions. And within the acute care portfolio, we have beds, stretchers, therapeutic surfaces, temperature management, as well as patient room furniture. Now with the acquisition of Vocera, we have a communication platform that helps drive workflow efficiency and protect the caregiver. Many people think that aren't familiar with hospital beds might think a bed's a bed. Mm-hmm. We believe outside of the OR, it is the epicenter of care. If you think about the decisions and interactions that happen around the bedside, if you think about some of life's most important moments happen at the bedside, families pray over their loved ones. They say goodbye to their loved ones. Grandparents meet their grandchildren for the first time. Mm-hmm. But also, unfortunately, adverse events happen around the bed. Bed-related sure. falls, hospital-acquired pressure injuries, caregiver injuries. And our products and our programs are focused on reducing those adverse events, enhancing outcomes, and protecting the nurse. That's an interesting... I'm looking forward to addressing that, that last part because uh, I was looking at some of your recent products, and, and I think they're aimed in that direction. But that point was made about the hospital bed at the analyst call last fall. And it was one that I hadn't really considered, not only the part that it's, it's a central point of care. And if you think about it, I mean, it's the device or the piece of equipment that the patient really is going to rely upon the most. I mean, a great percentage of their experience is going to depend upon their comfort and their ability to get well. So you're Absolutely. right. It's, it's, a, it's an underrated, underrated piece of equipment. And then the second part of that was having the patient in that place for a period of time allows for data to be collected and allows for connectivity. And then lo and behold, a few months later, the, the Vocera deal was, was announced. So 
Talk a bit about that strategy. Envisioning the hospital bed as sort of a point where you have access to the patient, you're able to collect data that you need to help them with their recovery. And how did that lead to the Vicera acquisition? Yes. Well, our focus is to work with our caregivers to reduce those adverse events and enhance the outcomes. And you're right. The patient spends a large amount of time on that bed. And unfortunately, some of the events that can occur are bed-related falls, hospital-acquired pressure injuries, as well as caregiver injuries, as you think about a caregiver ambulating or transitioning a patient. And so that's what our, our focus is. And it has been for many, many years. It's not only about the solution that the product provides, it's also about our partnership with the healthcare system and the nurse to help reduce those adverse events. So over the past couple of years, we've built out shared risk guarantees, meaning if we say our bed and our technology, our connected technology is going to reduce bed-related falls by 30%, we need to have skin in the game and need to be held financially accountable to that. So our strategy, it's, it's certainly about the product and the connected solution, but it's also about the shared risk guarantee and truly partnering with our customers to make healthcare better. Interesting. How does that shared risk sort of uh, manifest itself? How do you share the risk with the hospital to ensure that you, you can reduce falls? So what we do, Tom, is there's a shared risk program. And when the facility invests in our technology, and then we come in with, with our clinical team and work closely on process and protocol and making sure that the equipment is being used in the appropriate way, we will sign on for a guarantee. And if we don't achieve that guarantee, then we will reimburse for part of the investment of the product. Interesting. Okay. So you're putting your money where your sales promises are. So that's great. So talk a bit about the, you mentioned the, the safety of the nurses a few times. I'm hearing that in today, unfortunately, when I think about that, I'm thinking about the pressure that healthcare workers are have been under increasingly since the pandemic, the horrible things being said to them or behavior toward them. Is that a focus of this or is it more ensuring that the nurse who needs help gets the help as soon as possible because they have this piece of equipment like the, the Vocera mini badge, which I want to talk about in a moment, on hand to ensure that they get the backup that they need? Tom, it's both. Yeah. It's about driving workflow efficiency and operational efficiency, but it's also about protecting the nurse. And if I could talk about what's going on in the nursing industry right now, Please. It's, it's staggering. All right, we're back with John Basham, the Director of Engineering at Command Medical Products. John, tell us a bit more about how Command Medical works with the medical device industry. We have several core competencies, first one being uh, RF welding, radiofrequency welding, primarily for collection and fluid delivery bags. We also do medical tubing extrusion, again, mostly for our downstream assemblies, but we also uh, do do bulk tubing as well, both in single and multi-lumen configurations. We do assembly and packaging processes between bonding, ultrasonic welding, all the way through sterile barrier packaging in pouches and trays. We manage outside services for our customers as well. Everything from sterilization to bio burden testing and transit testing. 
One of the things that's most fun for me is we do have the ability to work from everything from a doctor's napkin sketch all the way to a full line transfer. We also focus on trying to get closer to our customers through the use of design for manufacture all the way through full process validation. Finally, John, I know you see some great opportunities out there. What is up at Command Medical? What are you folks working on? Well, it's an exciting time for us. Uh, We've got double digit growth year over year. We're expanding to meet the demands and growing needs of our customers. We're hiring more engineers. In fact, we've just built two new clean rooms to meet the demands of our customers. Those clean rooms are class seven, both one in Ormond Beach and one in our facility in Nicaragua. The other thing we're seeing trending is the market's leaning more towards smarter devices and electronics integration. And we're excited to be responding to that by expanding our offerings into that space. Thanks for the time, John. If you'd like more information about Command Medical products, remember, go to commandmedical.com. If I could talk about what's going on in the nursing industry right now, it's, it's staggering and the adversity that this group has faced over the last two years. And, and first and foremost, I want to express my gratitude for the entire nursing industry because they've continued to show up in the face of significant adversity, put their own selves at risk. It truly embodies what servant leadership and having a servant heart is. Mm-hmm. There's a stat the problem's not going away. It's going mm-hmm. to continue for a couple of reasons. There's a stat that over the next 10 years, there will be 196,000 nurse openings just in the U.S. on an annual basis. And that's happening for a couple of reasons. Veteran nurses are retiring because of the physical and emotional toll on them through the pandemic. Nursing school applications are down. Mm-hmm. And then newer nurses, the average tenure of a newer nurse after they graduate from nursing school is two years. They're leaving the industry after two years. Wow. And all of this is causing travel nurses to be on the rise, Mm -hmm. which is a big financial impact for healthcare institutions, but it's also really disengaging for the employees of that healthcare system. So there's a lot going on within the the nursing industry. And when I think about our acute care portfolio, the collective portfolio, we have such an opportunity to make a bigger impact in healthcare and protect the nurse. No, that's that's great. I have a niece who's going to nursing and she just started college and she's already talking about the travel nurse route kind of as a career path. I'm like, I mean, I know what it is, but I didn't really, I thought, that would be something that maybe you do later on in your career. Not that that is something you're striving toward. It really is becoming a destination occupation for young nurses. Absolutely. So it's an interesting point. I mean, as a medical device company, you correctly see this problem in two ways. I'm sure you you see it like most of people do see it as a patient worried that, you know, when you have a loved one who needs the care, that the care is not going to be there for them. From the perspective of someone who works with these nurses, provides them with the supplies that they need, the beds where their patients reside during their stay. I mean, it's a business thing in terms of without nurses, healthcare is going to suffer. The ability to treat patients is going to be less. It hadn't occurred to me until just now that it really behooves the medtech industry to find ways to make lives easier for nurses and to improve that situation so more people do come back into the field. Is that how you view it, that this is part of your, your charter? Absolutely. It's a commitment that that we have a passion for nurses and we believe it's our role as partners to healthcare to help reduce the burden that nurses are facing. And so we do continue to have folks join the industry. That's a great point. So let's talk a bit about the tools that you're giving them. Let's first talk about the bed. We've had a lot of conversations about the bed. And again, I've had the conversations with Kevin Lobo and I think Spencer Stiles, just about the importance of the bed hadn't occurred to me before. 
how do you view the bed and how do you sort of see opportunities for innovation to providing better beds? In October of 2020, we launched our bed series called Percuity. Mm-hmm. And we call it a bed series because it has the ability to flex from the med surge unit to the ICU with our integrated therapeutic surfaces. And that's that's a really important feature if you think about standardization of bed fleets. So when nurses, when that travel nurse goes into the hospital, whether they're in the med surge or the ICU, it's the same bed. Mm-hmm. And they get very comfortable utilizing the features of the bed. So that's the, that's the first feature I would highlight on Percuity. The next one is uncompromised low height. So from the floor to the top of the litter, which is the deck of the bed, it's 11 and a half inches. And we say uncompromised because the caregiver can still use other important equipment when that bed is in low height, like an overbed table, like a patient lift. And it's also very easy to maneuver in that low height. And then what we consider the game-changing technology is called Secure Connect. And what Secure Connect allows us to do is the bed doesn't have to be plugged into the head wall to communicate with nurse call. Hmm. And that's really important, Tom. I want to explain why. Historically, and every other bed on the market, for it to communicate with the nurse through nurse call, so send a bed alarm, or for the patient to communicate with the nurse, the bed's got to be plugged in to the head wall. Here's the problem. We do room audits very often. Over 50% of the time, guess what? That bed doesn't get plugged in. Hmm. So with Secure Connect, we have the ability to communicate with the nurse wirelessly. And that's very important. And so that's been really game-changing technology. And, sure. and our take rate with Secure Connect is very high because our health systems are really seeing the benefit in regards to reducing adverse events like bed-related fall and workflow efficiency. What did your audit reveal as to why those beds aren't plugged in? Is it just an oversight or is it the beds not located in that part of the room or different reasons? Nurses are busy. They yeah. forget it gets plugged in or a physical therapist comes in and, and does something else and unplugs the bed and, and they forget to, to plug it in. There's a whole host of reasons yeah. and what's going on in the environment that the bed might not get plugged in, but it's a very common challenge we see. For whatever reasons it's happening, it's happening, which means it's a, it's a, a shortcoming of, of that technology. So does the wireless technology that you're talking about, is that predate Focera or does that come in with the, with the Vocera technology? Nope, that, that is a legacy acute care okay. innovation. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, so the Vicera, the acquisition, when I first heard about the Vicera acquisition, it was, I didn't quite understand where the fit was, but now that you're already sort of moving in that direction with the bed, it continues to make a, a lot more sense. Let's talk a bit about that integration. You closed on the deal last month. Where are you with the process of integrating Vicera and how, and how big is the company? How many employees approximately are you bringing into Stryker as a result? First and foremost, we've admired Vicera for many years. We've mm-hmm. partnered with with Vocera for many years. They have over 700 employees. Last year, they did $234 million in revenue and incredible technology. We, our mission and our cultures are very aligned at Vocera. They say the nurse is our hero. Mm-hmm. And instantly, when we started interacting with the Vocera team, we knew it was going to be an absolute fit for the acute care business because we're solving a lot of the same problems. And we really felt like coming together and why it sits within the acute care business, we're going to be able to partner to make an even bigger impact in healthcare. 
From an integration standpoint, we are three weeks in to yep. integration and Stryker has an incredible integration team. There's over 100 people from Stryker that are working on this integration. We've got a muscle and we've got a process and we're executing that muscle and process, but also one integration is one integration and they're unique and different. And that's really kind of where, where the art comes in of mm-hmm. understanding the business, understanding the complexities of the business, the culture, the people, the team and adjusting appropriately. In the last episode, I asked Spencer Styles about that, how much of the integration is art and how much of it is science. So it seems like you've got a, a little bit of both. If you have the procedure in place that you're using, you're using that muscle, but also sort of making adjustments as you go along. Absolutely. 60% of their business, over 60% of software, mm-hmm. that's new to Striker. And right. so there's certainly, there's going to be a learning curve there and they have competencies we don't have. And so we really are, are going into this integration, listening and learning and making sure that we leverage those incredible competencies they have. When we think about guiding principles for integration, we want to be timely, truthful, transparent in our communication reduce the noise and disruption because we still have a business to run. Mm -hmm. And for the majority of the employees, it is business as usual. That's a great point. And I I was going to raise that because I mean, with with an acquisition of a right or something, it's still, you're still selling an implant of some kind. You're still an orthopedic business. It's a different part of the body. Sarah is an entirely different type of the business and it sort of is layered on top of a business you already had in terms of the contact with the customer. How is that happening? What sort of impact have, or are, clients and customers seeing any sort of difference at this point, or are they still sort of working with the Focera team to get things like the mini badge? And we can talk about the mini badge and your other technology as well. But I'm just curious from a client point of view or customer point of view, what, what are they saying? Well, we, we have three separate sales forces, our patient care sales force, our patient handling sales force, and our Vocera sales force. And, and the Vocera sales force has a great competency around software. What we're seeing very early on is our sales representatives are so excited to work together, specifically the patient care sales force and the Vocera sales force. Because you think about infrastructure and workflow communication, the bed and the Vocera platform working together, it's it's additive to the solution. So very quickly on, it's, it's organic collaboration that's already happening, which is really exciting to see. That's great. Well, talk about the Vocera platform, because I'm talking about things like the mini badge, which looks to me, and I'm a Star Trek guy, like a little Star Trek communicator where you can call people, which is kind of cool. But I don't want to diminish the, everything Vocera brings. So what does Vocera's platform do and what does it bring to Stryker? Vocera is the leader in care coordination and communication. And they're smart badges, smart badge, mini badge, as well as their smartphone applications Give us the ability, if you think about all the devices that a nurse is managing for one patient, Mm -hmm. it gives us the ability to send the alert to the right caregiver or caregiver team to elevate that alert if needed. And what this does is it reduces cognitive overload of the caregiver, which is really, as you think about burnout, that's really important to reduce that cognitive overload. So at a really high level, that's what it does. They, a couple features, they have hands-free talk. So the nurse is able to talk into the badge without using their hands. And, and I'll give you a couple of examples of why that's so important. Let's talk, you know, let's, let's think about a nurse in a room ambulating a patient and that patient all of a sudden becomes unstable. Nurse puts both of their hands on that patient. Right. She, he or she needs help. 
So with the Vocera hands-free technology, okay, Vocera, I need help in room 102. Another great example is workplace violence. And unfortunately, there's, there is an increase in violence in Absolutely. hospitals. If a nurse is in a room and a patient becomes violent, okay, Vocera, we need security. There's also a panic button that they can hit on both the smart badge and the mini badge. Another example of utilizing their technology. If we have a patient and we're concerned about skin breakdown, we can take a picture of the affected area and safely and securely text that to the WOCN. And essentially what that does is it helps drive faster clinical interventions. Mm -hmm. What is a WOCN? A wound care nurse. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Why is that feature? Why is it so important to be able to do that that way? Well, sometimes WOCNs, they might be within a healthcare system. They might be responsible for four hospitals. Okay. So maybe they're not on site that day. Gotcha. But we quickly need to evaluate that skin and understand what the next steps are. But to send a picture, it's got to be safe and secure. Gotcha. And the smartphone application allows for that. I gotcha. Interesting. Well, that's all great. And and I can really, again, understand the importance. You mentioned the violence in the hospital setting, which is, again, another thing that's really difficult to get your your head around, but it's a problem that needs to be addressed. So it's it's great that you're giving them these tools to do so. Where do you go from here with Vocera's platform and Vocera's technology? What does this become over time as you're combining it with other Striker products? We are so excited about the future. And we really believe that the Vocera platform could be foundational across different Striker product segments. Certainly over, over the first year, we want to stabilize and get through the integration. But, but we, we do believe if you think about the need for data and getting the data to the right caregiver quickly, that this will be transformational for the Striker Corporation. Fantastic. All right. Well, these are uh, important issues. I'm glad we're able to talk about it on the podcast. And, uh, and hopefully the nursing situation is something that MedTech can help turn around. So uh, appreciate your time and your thoughts. And uh, thank you for, for joining us in the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tom. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Jessica Matheson, for joining us on to the Striker Talks podcast. Thank you again to Command Medical for sponsoring this episode. And thanks mostly to you, our listeners, for listening to this podcast, for pushing play, and for supporting this program. We really do appreciate it. Please, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask a little more of you if you could share this episode on social media. That would be fantastic. If you could like, follow, and or subscribe to this podcast, you can find that on the podcast app, the podcast player you're uh, using to listen to this. If you're not on a website, you'll see a, a follow button or a subscribe button. Push that to make sure you don't miss any future episodes of Striker Talks. In addition, you'll also get other podcasts that we're putting out at Device Talks. So uh, it's really uh, a worthwhile follow. So please do do that. Finally, please do connect with me on social media. I am on LinkedIn, Tom, S-A-L-E-M-I, and I am on Twitter at MedTechTom. All right, well, that's it, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Striker Talks podcast. Please follow us so you don't miss a future episode.